Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Hello, my beautiful ladies. Welcome once again to another episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Today, I have the phenomenal Carol Grieve with us. She's a holistic nutritionist, life coach, food educator, speaker, journalist, and the host of an internet talk radio show, Food Integrity Now. Over the past 15 years, she has interviewed some of the most influential food and health experts in the world with almost 300 podcasts and live interviews and has written many articles relating to health and wellness. She assists individuals and groups to eliminate chemicals and toxins from their diet and to create a way of eating that works for them to create healthy immune systems, body, mind, heart, and spirit. Now, Carol was recognized by the Applegate Foods and won their national award for being one of the most influential food educators in 2018. She continues to educate and assist individuals, groups to have better quality of life filled with passion and joy. Carol is an advocate for creating transparency in our food supply, and she is passionate about shifting our current chemical-laden food system into one that supports health, humanity, and the planet. So Carol, thank you so very much for joining us today. Oh, it is just an honor to be on here today. I'm I'm usually the one doing the interviewing, so it's kind of nice to shift roles. Yeah, so you could just lay back and chill out as we have a wonderful conversation. Right. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, Carol, as I was reading your bio, just reading it makes me feel overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, she has done so much. But that's why we have you here, because So many of our women are struggling with this sense of overwhelm when it comes to basically almost feeling paranoid about everything we eat and feeling powerless about what we can do when we're trying to do the best we can with our families. So that's why we're so super excited about having you with us today. Thank you. Uh, I know that feeling of being overwhelmed. And uh, one thing I, I don't want to do for people is to add to that being overwhelmed. Uh, You know, I feel like we're all doing the best we can, but the education piece is so important to me. And I think once we understand further about what has happened to our food supply and what we can do to mitigate the damage, so to speak, Uh, There are so many solutions. So I'm really, really all about offering solution. Yeah, this has happened and this is not good, but here's what we're going to do about it. Awesome. And that's why I love your message. So tell us a little bit about how you even got into this stuff to begin with, because you weren't born with this information. You weren't born with this kind of pathway. So how did you get here? Well, um, it's interesting. Uh, I have been a life coach longer than I have been a nutritionist. And I, years ago, 15, 16 years ago, I did a little talk radio show 
before the word podcast was out there, kind of dating myself. And uh, my show was called Coach with Carol. And people would call in and they would ask questions about, you know, things in their life and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a while, but then some friends and I got together and we were very concerned about GMOs and the toxins in our food supply. And I said, hey, let's, let me switch Coach with Carol. Let's do a show all about food and educating people about health. So we started with live and we did that for a couple of years. And, you know, I had great people on my team at that point, but they moved on to other things and I just kept going and, you know, it just evolved and it, I love my work. So I feel like I'm going to be doing this when I'm in my nineties. <laughs> so now just to recap for some of our audience that may not really be familiar with GMOs and things of that nature. What are some of the dangers that we need to be concerned with, with regards to our food supply? Uh, that's a big topic, but I'll try to be as concise as I can. So GMO stands for genetically modified organisms. And they started uh, genetic engineering our food many years ago. And what that means is, uh, you know, the the industry that created this would like us to believe that this has been happening for decades and decades and that nothing has changed. And that is very untrue. Uh, I think it was in the uh, where it really took off was in the 90s. And genetic engineering is actually where it's done in the lab. Mm -hmm. They will take a gene and inject it with another species uh, or bacteria and they do that for a reason because they want to alter a trait in it. Mm. And it's just it, the science is so dangerous. And um, and they did it with, you know, with no safety testing. And so here we are today with so much of our food is genetically modified, corn, soy, many other things. You can go to my website and you can learn all about this, but it's a dangerous technology. And one of the most dangerous things about GMOs is also that the crops that they created are called Roundup Ready crops. Mm -hmm. So they engineered a trait in, in some of these uh, corn and soy and so on that when they sprayed it with uh, Roundup, which uh, the primary ingredient in that, and many people are familiar with the word glyphosate, probably the most toxic chemical on the planet. They engineered all these crops to withstand the spraying of this Roundup so that when they sprayed, sprayed these crops, the crops wouldn't die, but the weeds would. But the unfortunate part was that, you know, this glyphosate gets into the plants and it's systemic and it gets into our bodies. And now it's it's just everywhere. It's in the water. It's in the air. It's in our soil. At Moms Across America, we, we were the first to test for it. And it's in breast milk. And so now we're trying to... We're trying, we're still trying to get it banned, but uh, the important thing is to just avoid it at all costs. And how you do that is you eat organic. 
So tell us a little bit more about what is the most accessible thing that we can do to improve our food supply? Grow your own food would probably be number one. And I I know that, you know, some of your listeners may be thinking, well, how am I going to do that? I live in an apartment. I live in a high rise. Uh, I don't have any place to grow. And I know it can be challenging uh, if you have that type of situation, but everybody can start like on a balcony, you know, just get a pot. And if you have children, get them involved too, because that is so important. The thing that everybody can grow is radishes. Radishes are so easy. So start there with your kids and they'll just be amazed to watch this beautiful thing grow that they planted. But, you know, we can we can plant many things in balcony on balconies and tomatoes, lettuces, you know, so everybody can grow something. Now, if you if you feel like you actually can't grow anything, then the next best thing is go to your local farmer's market and get to know your farmers. So you're going to be eating local. You're going to ask them uh, questions like, do they spray chemicals? Because mm-hmm. uh, not everyone is, not every farmer is certified organic mm-hmm. because it's expensive to do so. But just check in with your farmer and, and you know, do your best that you can there at your local farmer markets. The third best thing is buy organic in the grocery store. It's not as fresh, but it is still our best bet. Now, going back to that scenario that you gave us, which I think is true for many people, that you're in the city or you're in one of these quote unquote food deserts. How do you even find a a farmer's market? Is there some kind of map or website that we can go to? You know, I don't know the answer to that, but... Most people have access to the internet. So my suggestion would be to type in farmer's market and then your city and see what comes up. But that would be a very good idea to have a uh, a website that would point you to farmer's market. And I'm not sure if that's out there, but that's a great idea. (laughs) I, I was just wondering. I mean, I found it because we have a community group in our area. And someone in our community group told me about the farmer's market, and that's how I found it. But I didn't even think about, duh, Michelle, Google. I mean, go there for everything these days. So why not looking for a farmer's market? Yeah. So now, besides things like radishes and tomatoes, um, what are some other things that we can do to help us with regards to improving the quality of our food? Well, I mean, if if you are a person that has um, some some land uh, or, or yard, you know, you can grow all kinds of things in your yard. And I will tell you, uh, I'm I'm very fortunate. I live on a farm, mm-hmm. and uh, there are three families on the farm, and we grow lots of food. So. Um, Teresa and I, one of the people who lives on the farm, we decided after learning about Moms Across America, which um, I would like to tell everybody is an amazing organization, and I am the board president of that organization, 
And Dr. Michelle Gamble is on our board too. So uh, I got to plug Moms Across America because they are awesome. But um, Zen Honeycutt and her team started the Neighborhood Food Network, which is an organization that helps people learn how to grow their own food and to share food in their communities. So I decided, along with Teresa, to start one here. Mm-hmm. because I live in a community where a lot of people may grow food, you know, even if they're just growing like a le- they have a lemon tree. I live in Southern California, so I, I live in a place where it's pretty easy to grow food. But I started it, and it's called the Plateau Neighborhood Food Network, mm-hmm. and you have to live in our area to be a member of this because we wanted to have it very community-based here. And started it about a year ago. And I think right now there's 120 families. And what we do is we trade. You know, somebody will say, oh, my gosh, I have so many avocados, but I need grapefruit. Does anybody want to trade? Mm -hmm. And so it's great for so many reasons. It's great because, you know, it's food security. You're saving money. You're getting it out and meeting other people in your community, which is so wonderful. You get to meet neighbors you may not even know know about. So there's so many great reasons to do this. And people can do this in neighborhoods, too. You know, people do it like on their block. You know, they're all growing something on their patio and they go, oh, I got a whole bunch of this. I'd like this. So it can be done virtually anywhere. And I think it's getting back to our roots about the way we used to be where in in the days where people farmed quite a bit Mm -hmm. and we'd go to our neighbors Mm -hmm. and we'd say, hey, you know, I need this. Do you have this? So I think it's a great concept. It is. It is. Now I'm going to go back and tie in a little bit in terms of what you're doing as a nutritionist and life coach. What are some of the issues or problems that you see people are dealing with that you have connected to this pollution of our food supply? Virtually almost every health issue is stems from inflammation. And um, toxins like glyphosate, and there there are so many other chemicals and pesticides that are allowed on conventional food, uh, are creating much of this inflammation. So people who come to me almost, I always start with them with their gut Mm -hmm. and create a specific organic diet and I won't even take a client unless they agree to eat mostly organic. I mean, it's hard to be a hundred percent. I know that you travel, you do the best you can, but um, at least with the fruits and vegetables, because the fruits and vegetables, that's where you get 98% of your uh, chemical pesticide herbicide toxic load. So there's been studies done on this. Charles Benbrook of the Heartland Health Institute, I interviewed him on Food Integrity Now, and he really talked about that study and how if people would just go to organic fruits and vegetables, and I'm not talking about you have to grow these yourself, buy them, then you would reduce your toxic load 
by 98% if you did nothing else. Wow. Which is huge. It is huge. That is yeah. Huge. So that's where I start with people. And um, being a life coach, usually when people have eating disorders or issues, it's connected to more than just the issue of food. Mm -hmm. um, be it, it's a lot of times connected to lifestyle. So mm -hmm. uh, my point is that you can be eating the cleanest diet ever. Mm -hmm. And if you have toxic relationships, you're holding on to anger from your childhood, usually mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to create wellness like the way you want it. So it's a holistic nutritionist to me as I work with the whole body, body, mind, spirit. Oh. And when, when you work with those together, it's just amazing what can happen. Now, going back to what you mentioned in terms of eating more foods that are organic, making an effort to have the majority of our foods be organic, what do you do with clients who come to you and say, I just can't afford that? I literally can't afford. So which foods are most important for me to use organic and which foods can I eh, kind of skate by with because I can't buy everything organic? Right. And and that is a common concern for many. And I'm very sensitive to that. But I I say, you know, you, you, the cost of your health, you know, if you calculate that in um, organics, not as expensive as you might think, because your health bills will go down. That's number one. But if uh, if you're buying organic at the grocery store, uh, there, there's a list of what are the most toxic um, fruits and vegetables that are grown conventionally. Mm -hmm. There's the dirty dozen, um, the uh, and the ones that are a little bit better for you. For example, you can probably get away with eating avocados that aren't grown organically. Um, so some of the harder skin things uh, you can get away with. But it, absolutely with your greens, mm -hmm. heavily sprayed, mm -hmm. your berries, your apples, I think there are like 26 different pesticides and herbicides sprayed on apples. Wow. And now we're having to contend with this new appeal coating that they're putting on some of the fruits and vegetables. If you don't know what that is, I'm, I'm not going to get into that whole issue. But if you go to my website, I interviewed an expert on it and appeal is A-P-E-E-L okay. and you don't want that on there. Wow. So you make the best choices you can, but if you go to um, ewg.org, they will list, you know, some of the dirty dozen items there and some of the, you know, you can, you can search, that's very searchable. I don't have that whole list in front of me, but um, there are things you can skimp on, but but there are things that you just really need to buy organic because you, you can't get well while you continue to throw toxins in your body. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So it's a whole mindset, Michelle, of, of uh, the the biotech industry really wants us to believe that eating organic is just for the elite. Mm. And that is not true. 
And that's why if you can grow some of your own foods, you can cut down on your costs there. Seeds are not that expensive. That's true. Now, what about these sprays that we may see that, you know, they say, okay, if you, you spray and you wash your fruits and vegetables with this stuff, it'll take off the pesticides or whatever. Do they work? That, that is not, well, mo a lot of pesticides and herbicides are systemic. And that means they get into the every cell. Mm -hmm. So washing them, glyphosate does not wash off for sure. And um, it's also used, glyphosate is used as a desiccant, which is uh, really scary because a, a desiccant means a drying agent, okay? Oh. So let's say you have a field of uh, soy mm -hmm. and they're growing it and then they want to harvest it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Wheat, well, I, I want to talk about wheat because I think wheat is the one that's a little scarier even than the soy, because most people need to avoid soy in the first place. But wheat, a lot of people eat wheat, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people eat wheat that is not organic. Mm -hmm. A lot of our wheat is sprayed with glyphosate at the end so they can dry it out, harvest it at the same time. Right. Well, this glyphosate then gets into the wheat. So you're eating this wheat and people have gluten issues. Mm -hmm. And many of us feel it's not really the gluten, it's the glyphosate that is causing the problem with the gut. So um, that is something that I also tell my clients, if you're going to eat wheat, mm -hmm. it has to be organic. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I tell my clients the same thing about soy, even because I lived yeah. in Japan for three years. And there, the soy is very different. Yes. And they don't have the health issues that we have. And they eat right. a significant amount of soy. Let me tell you, it's in, it's in practically everything that they have over there. Um, yeah, there's also um, a factor in that too, Michelle, in, in my research that I found that, you know, your genetic heritage, your body, um, Asian people have a, more of a genetic heritage of eating the soy and it's actually better for them than most people. So there's that factor too. I'm not saying you should never eat soy, but if you're going to eat soy, make have sure it fermented and make sure it's organic. And I'm not so sure I trust a lot of the soy because it can be cross-contaminated. So yeah. And well, that's the best part of the problem also with things like wheat or even oats, you know, that there is that possibility of cross-contamination or yeah. now that it's pretty much everywhere, you know, even in our rain, you know, right. it becomes, it's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah. now, I really like this whole idea that you said in terms of creating these gardens, even if you are in an apartment, you know, you can have a garden. So on your site, do you give us more information or rather you were talking about Moms Across America with the network that they have in terms of doing a neighborhood networking? Do they help to teach people to say grow foods in buckets or? Absolutely. And I highly, highly recommend the uh, neighborhoodfoodnetwork.com. Uh, that is, in my opinion, one of the best places to go to learn how to garden, 
how to grow things in pots. They have experts on all the time that'll talk about a particular issue. Spring, what are we growing? Uh, just lots of great tips. And Ann Temple, who's involved in this project, in my opinion, she's like a master gardener. I mean, she she's just amazing. I saw her pant pictures of her pantry one time and I Oh my God, that is my dream pantry. <laughs> but so go to neighborhoodfoodnetwork.com. And, um, you know, I think they meet like on Monday evenings okay. and it's a, Zoom, it's a Zoom call, but there's plenty of information right on the, right on the site too. So that's my recommendation there. And they were, they were the impetus for me starting this network here. I just thought it was a brilliant idea. Fantastic. And ladies, we're going to have the link in the show notes. So don't worry about trying to remember what it is or Michelle, can you spell it? Don't worry about it. We're going to have yeah. that link because yeah. I definitely, not only because I'm on the board, but because <laughs> I think it is phenomenal. You know, it, it takes a village. That is our key mission, creating sustainable healing communities and food. You don't get more basic than food, right? So now- as we start to wrap up here, what is the one most important message that you would like to leave us with? Wow, there's so many. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, the life coach part of me is going to tell you what I think the most important message is to do what you love and love what you do. Find your passion and do it. The food nutritionist is eat as much organic as possible. Mm -hmm. That's it. Simple, sweet, to the point. Love it. Yeah. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Until next time, remember peace and blessings. Yeah. Thank you so much. Been one. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.